All right, guys, welcome. Hi, everyone. I'm um, Winnie Campbell. I'm a doctor by profession. I work as an A&E registrar in one of the hospitals in Birmingham. I'm married to Micah Campbell, who's one of our NEC pastors. And I'm in proper, proper lockdown because I'm day three of social isolation with the family because I've got some symptoms. But everything is fine. I'm fine. Just praying God's going to get me through this. Okay, I'll go next. Um, my name is Leon Fuller. Um, I'm from Birmingham. I go to Hands of Church. I um, am a social worker. Um, and I think that's it for now. Okay, I'm Daniela Holder. I'm a dentist. I'm living in Warsaw at the moment. And today I had my first day back at work via telephone consultation, so that was different. And I also attend Hands of Church. Um, my name is Jimmy Manambo. I am currently studying in Birmingham um, and my home church when I'm there is Windsor Street. So my name is Wilson Mazaiwana and uh, I'm a software developer by trade. I live in Lancaster. I work in Edinburgh and I go to church in Preston. <laughs> so a lot of driving. Where are you right now? I'm in Edinburgh at the moment, so. Okay. Hi everyone, I'm Denise. Um, I am a speech and language therapist by profession and I'm currently working from home, which is very interesting. Um, and I go to Campbell Church, Campbell Church in Birmingham. And I am also on the youth advisory team. Okay, thank you. Hi guys, my name is Adam Rambin. I'm a pastor in the NEC and I also work as the current uh, youth director and um, which involves lots of online stuff right now so <laughs> so we got a little bit of brief thank you for introducing where your names and where you come from how many of you or who is I think a few of you alluded to it, who's working from home right now and who's not working from home like half and half at the moment okay as for me because I, re I, re I rent somewhere in Edinburgh, so I'm working from home there at the moment, so I can't go into the office. Okay. I'm studying from home. Uh, okay. Denise, you said you're working from home. I'm working from home. I have very limited access to the office. Yeah, I'm definitely normally working in hospital, just at home at the moment. So mm. I'm thinking for my colleagues at the moment who are at work. Okay, I um I have the privilege of working from home usually. Um, so I've got a laptop and whatnot using my career. But at the moment, I've been at home for about like, two weeks. Um, so I'm working from home, and it's it's okay. It's it's, it's different, <laughs> but it's okay. It's a struggle at times, you know. Rick. Mm. <laughs> so. For those of you who are not used to working from home, when you heard about a lockdown and you heard that the country was going to be like, unless you're an essential worker, you had to stay home. Um, what were your thoughts going through your mind? Was it something you were looking forward to or something you thought would be good or bad? Or Anyone want to share? I think for me, I was really unsure whether I was actually going to be classified as, as an essential worker. And then when I was, I was like, how am I actually going to be able to work from home? I think especially like looking in people's mouths on a daily basis, 
the risk of transmission is so high. So it's kind of been a different situation working from home, but I'm really glad for the human interaction <laughs> at the moment too, which is good. I think for me, it was the change in the routine that was gonna pose quite a challenge. Um, Cause you're used to getting up and going into uni, say for 9 a.m. and most days having 9 a.m. And then to be at home, it's like, you don't have the pressure of getting to your 9 a.m. anymore. So maintaining that motivation, I think was an initial challenge. I mean, for me, um, obviously I like to be in control in it. I, I like to be in control and I can choose when I work from home, I can choose when I do my visits. But now it's kind of like a, you know, um, forced to stay in my house, which it's a good idea. It's a, it's great. I'm spending time with the family, and I'm also working from home. It's it's a relaxed environment, but I need to get out. I need to get out. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get out, guys, man. It's it's a struggle at times. So it's a different experience for me. So how, how so is it, how many kids are you at home with? <laughs> okay so i've got four at home um in a contained space wow. you know um it's interesting um it's just challenging me but it's good it's a good experience it's good to be around the children um and seeing them when i when i want and when i please yeah as for uh, me as for me i've been um i think for the past seven years I've been privileged and being able to work from home I think about 80 percent of the time so it's only when I've came come to Edinburgh that I've worked maybe in an office for quite a long time actually so when we switched back to working from home I was just like oh well I've done this a lot so this is all right for me but it's just that you know when you get confined again you just feel like oh Maybe you need to go out a bit more, but before you didn't feel like you needed to go out. So it's like you don't know what you've got until it's gone. <laughs> so true. So true. <laughs> I can relate to that. I I um I was working from home from home before, so for about eighteen months. Um, but that was that that term was very fluid because I would be up and down, driving up and down to see clients. Um, and I would work from home, but I'd go like to a cafe or to some public space to do work. And now I'm having to actually work from home. And it's like a whole different ball game <laughs> to, to what I'm mm. used to doing. I can't just go and visit. I have to make phone calls to everything. And um, yeah, it's much, it's much more difficult being actually tied to the house. Uh, and not being able to like go and like you know just be in a public space and do work there so I'm struggling in that respect I don't know how I don't know how I don't know how Leon's coping working from home with kids because I am 100% distracted and there are no <laughs> <laughs> no I don't know either actually I I feel sorry for Micah because he's completely like doing phone calls, all of those video calls and stuff from home. And he's doing the homeschooling most of the time. So the past three days, I've been milking this illness. So like, so <laughs> 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 I can't do it now, babes. I need to lie down. 
Actually, actually, now you say it, you, you do look quite healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. <laughs> it's the truth, though. Like, I expected to feel so much thicker. Like, I had a throat infection a month ago and I was sick. Like, I actually thought I already had corona. So, like, now I'm stuck at home. I would so much rather be at work. I'm not even going to lie to you. It's nice to be at home and spend time with the family, but a three bedroom house is just not big enough for no matter how many kids you've got. <laughs> it's true it's true i'm seeing some of my friends in america that like have these nice big houses and like and you know three acre gardens and i'm like man it doesn't look too difficult <laughs> how many are you doing leon honestly man i know i know i, know. I think we've got the short straw with our uk kind of house housing situation definitely we, we build very small we need to we need to expand and enlarge yeah it's true <laughs> It's true, man. It's true. It's true. My, Jamima, are you are you at home or are you in uni? You need uh, flats or whatever. I'm at home now. Um, I was able to go home just before the lockdown started, um, but yeah, I am back at home now. Lockdown for students. For me, yeah. going back to your question, Adu, um, like, what did I think it was going to be like? I wasn't too, I like, I didn't, I wasn't too fussed. I was like, oh, it'll be fine. I'll just be at home. I think, I think I'm quite used to my own company. I was old, I like grew up an only child. So I feel like I thought I'd have it down. I thought I'd have it together. Um, and I, I still do, but I feel like it's slowly going to be chipped away at depending how long we have to be in, <laughs> we have to be here for. <laughs> so I think, yeah. And I think it depends. I think like I've talked to different people and um, I think it can depend on your personality type as well as to how you are coping. So, That's what I was going like, to say. My, extro my extrovert <laughs> friends are like, no. And then like, the introverts <laughs> are like, well, I got a book, you know, I got Netflix, I got a book. I, I could take a nap. So I feel like it depends yeah, on who you It's are. true. Like Aiko was like, I was born for this moment. <laughs> and I believe that. <laughs> like she's, she's like, hasn't flinched one bit. But I mean, Danny, you said you're an extrovert? I'm an extrovert. Guys, I'm struggling out here. I am struggling out here. <laughs> WhatsApp, FaceTime. House party, everything. Like, hey guys, how are you doing? I think when you kind of get your energy from other people, and all of a sudden you can't go, you can't leave your house. Like, what am I supposed to do? So oh. today going to work, I was so excited, so excited <laughs> just to see people. <laughs> I'm the just I'm the like people. opposite of that. So I'm just tired of my work WhatsApp. I'm really tired. Like, can we just stop? I don't need to see your conservatory. I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm okay with not meeting your dog. It's fine. Like, but then the the extroverts like Daddy are sharing everything via work. work and I'm. 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 I'm okay. I'm okay. I feel like it does depend who you are. I think for me, for me, uh, because uh, when we do our work, we usually do what you call pair programming. So you work with someone on a piece of software that you have to deliver. So. At the moment, they've been able to force to, to be able to do it remotely. So someone else can see my screen whilst I'm typing and then they can tell me what to do. Or I can see Whoa. their screen. Or I can see their screen as they're typing. And then you know I can also we can collaborate on stuff. So even though I'm sitting by myself in the in, in the flat, 
I'll actually be talking to someone the whole day. So it's not. So, wow. That's nice. Wow. I would love yeah, that. that is nice, actually. But do you not think that this is what's really interesting about this social isolation? Because it's probably it's probably one of the most sociable social isolations because of social media and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Like we've got Instagram, we've got Facebook. It's I think if this happened 10 years ago, everybody literally would be going stir crazy, like mm-hmm. isn't it? Extrovert or introvert. Mm. But yeah. Mm. No, that is so true, actually. Um, because a couple of days ago, the youth from our church, we had like a, a discussion like we would at a lunchtime, sat around the table over Zoom. And it was so nice to be able to have that discussion time. So I agree, like this is a very social lockdown. Yeah. And in the same way, it um, also makes us understand how much human interaction like touch is important too. Because mm. I think that's the hardest thing that I'm finding. Like last week, mm. I'd see people that I hadn't seen for like three weeks because I've been doing nights and they've been doing days and all I wanted to do was give them a hug but we couldn't we had to do the elbow foot jig about a bit the wink and it's it's like (laughs) that day you want to have a ladies night and hug like hug your ladies like tap somebody on the shoulder and it's that Mm. that's what I'm missing the most like my mum and dad I'm missing giving them a hug Mm. it's true sorry no carry on Leon go ahead I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm just a bit concerned that, you know, um, you see McDonald's is shut down and Bird <laughs> King shut down. And You're wondering think, if they're... <laughs> what's, what's going on? How are we going to survive? You know? Um, but when when those restaurants closed down, I thought to myself, nah, this is real, man. This is actually real. Um, and we've had to be creative in the kitchen and, you know, oh, get the burger wraps out and this, that, and the other. It's been a good time, actually, just to, like, you know, spend some time, some quality time in your house um, rather than going out all the time. So I think there's some definite positives for me. I think everyone's turning into Ains and Harriet. Everyone's getting out of the cookbook, <laughs> yeah. getting new dishes out. Posting on Instagram, sharing with people what's going on. So I think it's kind of nice that despite the social distance, there's definitely like community forming as well. Mm. Definitely. Leon. Go on, go on, Adam. No, no, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say like this, this whole us meeting up on a Monday night at eight would never have happened ever. Never, never. <laughs> like, never. So I think it, 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 what Danny's saying and what Winnie's saying is very true. We're kind of building these new online communities and interacting, in some ways, interacting more than you mm. would interact before or mm. just in, in using different platforms than you would before. So there are some maybe benefits or, you know, we are being pushed outside of our comfort, comfort zones to find other ways and um, different ways of interacting. So. I think maybe mm. good things can come out of it. Definitely, definitely. I think good things are coming out of it. I think I saw a meme which probably a lot of you guys have seen, which says uh, now we'll see which meetings should have been emails and you know, <laughs> and also now it's also like we'll see which meetings should have been done over Zoom or over Skype. You know, it could have been a board meeting or a, a departmental <laughs> team meeting or you know, that kind of thing. So at least now. 
people even in our groups including in our churches now know at least you know that there's extra ways to connect together as well which is good i'm still definitely having zoom meetings that should be emails just need to put that out there <laughs> <laughs> and it's definitely the experts who are like guys let's meet up let's see each other let, let's have a little chat <laughs> how long question how long how long did the last seven days feel to you guys oh gosh i feel like it's been a month i genuinely feel like it's been a month like yeah because i think every day's just drag and i think for myself because i only went back to work today as well like i was just at home and usually like when you're not at work you're like seeing your friends you're like going out you're doing different things and kind of but just being confined in the house and only been able to go out for your one form of exercise for the day or shopping it's just really really dragged for me mm. so i've got like it's been a month um these days are so 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 long my goodness um like i like i actually have to get these 15 minute walks in with the children every day i look forward to it man um i will go out and just have a look around i didn't do that before i didn't do that before <laughs> Um, but I now take the kids out, you know, and Eden's in the pram, I get the guys on the scooters, uh, but I, I, I do look forward to that, but the day is it's going, it's going so long, guys. Help me, man, please, please. <laughs> we'll Zoom next week, Leo. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> For me, it's been an interesting seven days, actually, because I would say I'm an extrovert as well, but this seven days has gone so quickly, like, it feels like I wake up and next thing it's evening again, which has surprised me to be honest. I don't know whether it's because I'm enjoying just be, being at home and it's been a, quite a different experience that I've not had for, for a while. But yeah, strangely enough, it feels like it's gone quickly. Maybe as well because I'm doing the things or some of the things that I wish I'd done when I didn't have time and now I've got some extra time that somehow we're just busy. Do those things, yeah, that's good. I, I, just just one um, negative for me, um, you know, I think everyone's getting a bit too excited on WhatsApp. Um, <laughs> I, don't know, I, I, don't, I don't know if you guys are experiencing the same thing. Everyone's getting so excited. Everyone's firing this message off saying that, oh, if you drink water, then you'll be, you'll be in, like, come on, man. Like, it's just all these people are sending message after message and it's... It, it's a struggle, man. It's a struggle. You know, that's one negative. Everyone's just firing message. It's Corona, this Corona, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting tired of the, of the, of the, of the, uh, this is a, what a doctor in Wuhan says you should yeah. do. Like <laughs> drink five cloves of garlic with, with two shots of this and it will cure. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> You're right. The WhatsApp forwards are driving me mad. We are tired. We are. This is a public service announcement. We are tired of WhatsApp. Stop it. Stop it. Get out. Cut it out. You know what I mean? Winnie, how is it for you as a doctor with people like coming to you and asking you for advice and like getting your opinion on it from a medical profession? Um, I would say actually the week has gone really fast for me and it's mentally exhausting. Like I am literally, I'm so tired. And I don't think it's because I'm sick or anything. Like I was tired from last Monday because work isn't as busy 
as it normally is. So for example, I used to see one patient every 20, 30 minutes. Now I'm seeing one patient every hour and a half. But every patient is either really sick or you think that they're well, but you doubt yourself because this is a new thing. So you don't, it's like, do I send them home? If I send them home, are they going to get really sick? And, you know, what's going to happen? And then as soon as I get home, just like you said, Danielle, like I've got people asking me, I've got a temperature. Do I have Corona? What am I going to do? I can't get through to NHS 111. And you are my like doctor on standby. Can you tell me what to do? And like, I don't mind giving advice and stuff, but I think it's just the exhaustion of it all. Like, I just want it to finish now because it's just, it's a lot. Um, I, I can't, I obviously can't talk directly about my faith to people just in their face, but I do find that I've been talking more about faith with my colleagues. It's just come up because it's almost like everybody's looking for some sort of hope now. Mm-hmm. because it seems very every like people are saying I don't believe in God or I don't really know what happens when you die but this is just making me think that the end of the world is coming and like mm-hmm. that's not a conversation you normally have with someone who isn't an Adventist mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. like every, we all say this is just a sign that God's coming is closer but other people can see it too yeah um mm-hmm. so yeah it's been it's been really hard and to have those conversations with people about you know if you die how much intervention are we going to be able to give you as a doctor? I'm having them every day, at least three times a day, where before I'd have them once a week if I needed to. So it is really challenging. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure that I guess that we really don't understand mm. as much. Yeah, that's tough to have that, those, those decisions that to have to make on a daily basis. Mm. is the hospital feeling like is it like is there more people there less people there is it overwhelmed um so there's definitely less people there um because doctors who work on woods that are normally buzzing like surgery and the ones that do a lot of outpatient stuff they've shut all their services so they're being put in different places but i'd say the ones that are feeling it the most is itu like um we ran out of beds two weeks ago, so we're making extra Whoa. beds. And two weeks ago, not everybody was sick. It was just the odd odd person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's really hard. Like you don't you don't expect to see so many sick people all the time. And also a lot of them are younger than I people anticipated them to be because everybody took so long to socially distance. So I'm getting like 55-year-olds, um, so it's hard. It is really hard. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's just crazy how, like, everywhere in the world, people are experiencing the same thing. There's kind of like this joint solidarity that everyone's feeling some mm-hmm. kind of pain or the effects of COVID-19, whether it's personally or, like, a family friend or, do you know what I mean? I think for me it's just been crazy that, wherever wherever you speak to somebody in the world they're experiencing a similar thing to you at this moment in time Mm. Mm. and the other thing that's got me with that is how quickly it's all developed across the world that we heard about it starting to emerge and then now like there's so many lockdowns in so many different places and it's just happened so quickly Mm. 
yeah, the speed of the lockdown around the world is just it's quite it's quite something. Yeah, I think we ought to appreciate our health service more. Doctors or nurses, man, we appreciate you. We appreciate mm. you. Shout Honestly. out to all the healthcare professionals. Mm. But it's also all the people behind the scenes, because um Definitely. like the cleaners are, they have to clean stuff mm. four or five times more than ever. Oh yeah. Um mm. the porters they're carrying people from wards to wards, all the other, all like the supermarket. I feel sorry for them dealing with like mad people trying to fight them for a roll of toilets, the roll of toilet roll. Just all, all the, like I feel like the NHS has been appreciated by most people, but maybe it's more noticed now, but there's just all the other people that maybe we took for granted. Mm -hmm. Mm. It's um, interesting when you think about like all of a sudden professional sports is like obsolete now. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And then it's the people, like you say, stacking the shelves. It's the people driving the lorries. Mm. Uh, it's the people, you know, uh, uh, everyone's, you know, uh, you know, doing some of the, the behind the scenes stuff, as well as obviously the healthcare professionals who are having to make life and death decisions, who are keeping the country running during this time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like um, definitely, I think we should appreciate the NHS a lot more. I agree. But just just echoing what you guys are saying, like I feel like a lot of other professionals do get left out. Yeah. Do get left out. Yeah. Um and it's a shame how um before there's kind of like a ranking in in which career, mm. you know, um is is worth more or you know, et cetera, et cetera. But now, my goodness, everybody needs Tesco. <laughs> everybody needs Tesco because everyone needs to eat. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So if they stop, then my goodness, I, I've got no allotment in my back in my back garden, so I struggle. <laughs> you see what I'm trying to say? So mm. um, I I am just appreciating everybody really. Um, you're right, the cleaners, um, even like the, um, the 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 carers and support workers, they still have to go in. Mm. They still have to go in and support um, vulnerable individuals, and they don't have a choice. Mm. You know, um, so why seeing everyone, man? It's appreciate everyone. Mm. Definitely. I think what surprised me as well is when you're at home, how much food you can eat and how much rubbish you can accumulate. And there's been many who come in every two weeks before. Like you really, really just kind of just build up all so much waste so much quicker. So I'm really like appreciating everyone right now. Mm. I think that it, it, one of the effects of this has made people realize um, how much we appreciate those we often don't appreciate mm. and may that continue afterwards definitely definitely i want to ask a question to kind of any each of you or any of you what what kind of advice i mean we've touched it a little bit would you have maybe from your field of work i know we've got um, medical professional medical student um, uh, social workers and uh, other professions here would you have from your field of work to give to someone who's at home um, isolating and, and maybe having a hard time with it or things they can do to make it more productive either 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 of those I would say go on, no go on Denise I would say make a list um tick it off that, that's a good place to start but don't just include work things in your list include breaks and like time out and I don't know your 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 allocated 
legal walk time and you know just anything something that's going to bring you joy in the day owning a friend you know whatever is gonna so so you can space that time out because the days do start to get long sometimes um and i think for me personally i'm 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 sitting in front of a screen so much more than i ever did before um and i'm having to be very intentional and very conscious about kind of stepping away from that because now not only are you sitting in front of your screen for for like work but like your only kind of social go-to place is the screen as well so I think be and then and then to entertain yourself it's a screen like there's just a lot of screen time so maybe being intentional about where you're spending time and what you're doing and um, taking time away from your screen. That's for me personally as well. Um, maybe from maybe from a social work perspective, um, I would say that it's a it's an extremely difficult time because a lot of services are closing down right now. Um, or, or a lot of care agencies can no longer deliver the same level of support as they did prior. Um, and that means that a lot of families have to support um, and their family members who are vulnerable or who need support. Um, and if I would say, if anyone's struggling, I would say you need to just, you know, there's, um, if you go onto um, the adult social care websites for within your county, there's always gonna be a, um, a duty number or an emergency duty number to call. Please utilize it because there's support out there um, from each council that can support individuals, especially through this crisis. Um, and also as well, um, it, it's a difficult time for, for, for parents as well. As you know, people have to look after their own children now. The schools are closed, you know, and this means they get real. Um, and unfortunately, this is where things occur, like things, horrible things like abuse, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think that people need to make themselves aware of, of the hotlines that are available online or to reach out to a neighbour or if you know somebody to to mention it to the authorities so that we can make sure we keep everyone safe during this, during this mm. difficult time. That's for me. I, I'd say from a software developer's point of view, <laughs> okay, I'm going to say this from my own experience, from what I've been doing in my spare time and the time that I have. And I've had so many ideas and so many projects to work on. So that free time which I've had, I've managed to go on to other things uh, which I've managed to do uh, in, in the spare time. So it comes back to what uh, Denise said before on, you know, have a list of things that you need to do. So I had a list of things I need to do before. So that means in that spare time, I could go on and do those things. Like for example, at the moment, um, I would recommend any software developers to look for some ways to help their churches. You know, with software to do stuff, because our churches are in need of um, software services to be able to help, you know, with the work that we need to do as a church. And that would be my advice to software developers. And to anyone else who's in IT, I would also say, just go out there, do something different, completely different from 
something that's techie. If it if it means uh, going helping out other people where technology is not involved, go and do that so that at least we can have a different experience and uh, a different life experience as compared to something that you usually do day by day. I think I probably second what Wilson said. Um, as somebody who's self-employed, and a lot of people either don't have work to do anymore, or people who, some people who would have been employed are being furloughed now as well. So you often have a lot more time on your hands. I think it's kind of a good time to invest in yourself, find a hobby that you may not have had time for before, that you can now really invest in. Like I've started to learn Spanish. It's not going that well, but I'm still trying. So like, I think there's so much stuff that you can you can give a go. And I think also, um, like for myself, I've also joined through the NHS. The NHS are like looking for volunteers themselves as well. So if you're an extrovert and like talk to people, there's always an option for a check-in and chat. So you can kind of register just to ring people, friend people's days, especially the elderly people who are in social isolation themselves. And then from a dental perspective, um, dentists are still open in this time. It is only emergency patients that are being seen, but if you do have a dental need over this time frame, still ring. It may not actually be a visual consultation or in-person consultation, but you will be able to get advice and support and care when necessary over the phone at this moment in time. So your teeth will still be looked after in this time, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Danny. <laughs> All right, guys, we're always here. Help you smile. <laughs> Um, from a studying perspective, I think building a routine can be helpful because um, you might be used to having your set timetable and now it's like we, you might not have that anymore. So building a routine of your own, but also being forgiving to yourself that you're adapting to a new situation. And so it might be harder to get in the rhythm like you had before, but give yourself time um, and just try and like set your targets still. I like what Denise was saying about making a list and just make a nice realistic list of things that you can actually achieve. And um, where possible, perhaps changing scenes. So if you've got space in your home, be able to work in different places. So it's like you're changing scene, going from one place to the next, like you might do in university or wherever you might be studying so that it's not just you in one place looking at a screen all day um, because that can be quite hard to maintain the motivation throughout the day so switch it up keep it fresh um, and just keep I guess that motivation ticking over throughout the day if you can. I'd say everybody gave really good advice because um I was going to talk less about like the physical symptoms but more the mental symptoms because I think it's getting to the stage now where fear anxiety those are the things that can set in especially if you're stuck in the same place for so long so I think everybody's pretty much given the right advice like do things give your brain a break do some do one thing I'd say every day that makes you laugh or makes you happy um hmm. because I think laughter is something that we really need every day as humans and you know so if there's something that can brighten your mood, because it'd be very easy to just slip into that kind of spiral of depression, because it looks horrible outside, we're scared about catching corona. There's just so many things that could make us feel fearful. So I just say, find something to make yourself happy every single day. Um, yeah. That's a good point. Iko I, I mentioned something to me before I came, came on the call, and that was uh, something that 
people could do is to get a, a book or a notepad and write a great a gratefulness journal and keep a record of things that you're grateful for that day or that week or that month because even though life is not normal that you know there's still things we can pull out and write down and and sometimes writing it down helps us remember it like today i was grateful for this and then you know maybe when we're going through a harder day we can look back at on the things that we've been grateful for throughout that week and that can um, remind us of the good good experience we went through i think something else that can be a boost to your mental health is to encourage other people mm-hmm. um so it, it's like a two for one deal um if you're feeling low someone else is probably feeling low or maybe even lower than you so um i think this is also a good time for us to reach out to people think about the people in your community that maybe don't have you know the skills necessary to just jump on zoom or to be on facetime the older people the, the older people from your church who are mm-hmm. probably more afraid to have that quick trip to tesco than than we are um and are extremely isolated maybe write them write to them write them a letter uh, give them a phone call and i think it you know as we bless others we are blessed as well so mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. that's a that's a good way of um not just boosting your own mental health and your your own well-being but someone else's at the same time i also say keep to a routine get up have a wash guys have a shower please guys have a shower brush your teeth stay fresh but cream those neat cream your ankles friends like <laughs> When you feel gonna, moisturized, gonna... your brain will be happier. Okay, <laughs> I'm not going to ask the question. I'm not going to ask it, but I am going to ask it. But I'm not going to ask it. Is is how many of you had seven showers last week? <laughs> hey, in the whole household, showering twice. If you leave twice the house, day, twice a day or three <laughs> times. You guys, Corona is real. And dry from all the hand washing, so you know, oh and my, my body is still cracked and dry. That's what getting doing a lot more exercise as well. So, I have to have <laughs> more showers. So, yeah, it is like uh, one extra thing, though, I think is actually really important, probably like boosting this part of um, part of workers. But I would say being trapped in your house with or without family can bring up a lot of kind of um issues that you might have from your childhood or whatever and I think it would be the perfect time seeing as you've got nothing else to do and you want someone else to talk to to go to um the British Association of Credited like um psychotherapists and things and get some online counselling because I think you can't go in and sit in a room with someone it might have seemed something you wouldn't have even tried or bothered making the time to do before but I would highly recommend I think everybody should have a little bit of counseling at one point in their life even if you think you don't need it because it's just nice to talk through stuff with somebody who's neutral and I think um, if you have the opportunity and the means I would really recommend like doing counseling sessions I mean you might as well if you've got nothing else to do and you'd be surprised you'd be surprised how much it will like make you explore yourself and make you feel better about whatever it is that you're going through. 
Yeah, I also feel like uh, at the moment, you know, obviously with everything that's happening and everything is kind of like shut down, factories, industries, workplaces and everything. Uh, it's also an indirect call from God saying, you know, be still and know that I am God. Mm. And, uh, you know, these memes that we've been seeing, I think there was one which was saying, you know, everything is shut down. There's a shutdown that shut down. Now you could take this time for you and me, God. So I think also just put some extra time in reading the Bible and also praying as well, especially praying for those uh, families who are being affected right now um, mm -hmm. with, uh, with COVID-19 and stuff, because they really do need it. We also need to connect to God a bit more since we have the time now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And um, on the topic of prayer, I know the General Conference has started a 100 days of prayer and that um, incorporated praying for those affected by COVID-19 as well. Just kind of on the topic of the Bible, as you brought it up, Wilson, are there any, just to throw it out, are there any Bible characters that come to any of your minds of people that either willingly or by their circumstance were in a period of isolation that we could maybe like relate to or like, you know, look at their experience and how they handled being isolated for us today? Um, Jonah, I'd say. <laughs> was everybody thinking of Jonah? I was thinking of Joseph. Nah, you tried to get in there first, Winnie. <laughs> That's not nice, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would definitely say Jonah. Um, he was doing his own thing, and God had to physically put him in a position where he had no time but to pray to God and talk to him and have that struggle. Um, so I'd say that kind of mirrors quite quite well what, what a lot of us are going through right now. We didn't do get into this situation by choice. And maybe some of us were quite comfortable the way we were doing things, what we were doing. And now it's making us stop and think, okay, where is my relationship with God and how am I going to react to this situation? Mm -hmm. um, so I would I'd definitely say that Joan is somebody who makes me think, you know, what can you do when you're in a situation but pray? I've been doing a lot of that, more more so than lately. So yeah. I think um, Noah another oh. another one. Noah had like some long term isolation, stuck in their mm. ark with his family mm. and yeah. and the multitude of animals. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that was that Wait, must but, have been hard yeah. for him. Yeah. Watching the water go well, hopefully it goes down quick, yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah. For me, um, um, I would um, think about Jesus in it because uh, I think that there's periods where Jesus put himself in isolation. Mm. So he would, um, he would, you know, often see in the Bible, he went up to the mount to pray or he went there to pray or he's always told his disciples, hang on one second, let me just go on further to pray. Um, yeah, he put himself in, in isolation to kind of have that special connection, um, you know, with God. And I guess this could be, yeah, I think this is, I think there's some pros that can come out of this and, you know, um, we're in, in isolation as well. I think this is the time for us to kind of reconnect. Um, and also as well, that when when Jesus was like, um, you know, felt isolated from God when he's saying, listen, if it be your will, like, take this cup away from me and he didn't hear anything, he was able to just continue. And that was mm -hmm. because of the isolation period that he put himself in prior. 
So, um, yeah, I think that's an important example for me anyway. Hmm. For me, um, I think of Joseph when he was in Oh, he was one, I was going to say. Yeah, I think of Joseph when he was in the prison. Although there would have been other people around him, like he was away from his family, the friends who would have made him part of his house. And I think when you look at Joseph's life, like he was always a man of integrity. And I think sometimes when we're by ourselves, it's really easy for us to kind of think no one's around us, get into bad habits because no one sees what we're doing. I think it's important always important for us to kind of just try and maintain our integrity even in these times so that when we come out of this we're stronger as people rather than being like a certain person outside of the house and inside the house now just being completely different so I think for me it's about like maintaining that integrity consistently. Um, the other person that's come to my mind is Daniel when he was in the lion's den and he was caught in isolation with lions um, so that's like a whole nother level of fear um, in that respect but Mm. even in that situation where there was fear anxiety and um, uncertainty he was able to still have his trust solidly on God and I think in that time of isolation where you realize okay it's just me here it really can be a time to solidify that faith that you have in God um, and be stronger when you come out of that Mm. that's funny um oh sorry I was just going to say Elijah when he was at the brook Mm. Cherith um, and God sent ravens to feed him I think that's a I think that's an encouraging story in the in the sense to say that a lot of people are panicking and worried that you know food's going to run out or you know provisions aren't going to be there but it's testament to God's ability to provide for all our needs even mm. even in that kind of situation where we have to be isolated we have to be in hiding or we have to you know be be away from each other god will still provide for us mm. for me um john the revelator not that we see exactly what he was doing but as a result of him being in isolation and as a result of him being faithful uh, god was comfortable and happy to use him to to uh, give him visions so that you know we could have the book of revelations today so i believe that you know in isolation as well is the best time we connect with god and that he can also uh, even give us the direction that we need Mm -hmm. just bouncing off that i think it went it, it was during isolation that a lot of the characters in the bible did some pretty um, significant things. Paul wrote most of his books while he was in isolation, whether it was in prison. Um, John, like you just mentioned, in isolation. Um, and then throughout history, certain people did significant things in isolation. You've got Martin Luther in the castle of Wartburg, where he wrote the German New Testament. And Newton, gravity, was a during a time of isolation as well. So we see those, you know, some significant things that have happened when people have had a little bit more time of reflection and time to do sometimes those projects that they've always thought about doing but haven't ever gotten around to doing. Um, so, yeah. Um, any final kind of practical tips you want to share with people before we uh, um, wrap things up? And there is a practical or spiritual or professional tip, anything you'd like to share? I just think for me, um, 
I think all of us, our hope and prayer should be that when quarantine ends, we come out as better people, like more loving, more kind, we value our relationships with everybody a lot more and that ultimately it develops during this time that we've had some place to other people, but also most importantly drawn closer to God. I second that about using this time to seek after God um, and take that time to pray and to study even more um, but as we are in this time it can be difficult when you see the headlines running and you see the situation escalating in different parts of the world but just to remember that there is still hope regardless mm-hmm. of how bad a situation may get because we have hope in Christ. My advice echoes what Denise said before. Get through your phone book. Seek out those people who you you haven't reached out in a, in a long while. Call them. See how they're doing. And just tell them, you know, you've got them in thought at this time. Even if it means the elders in your church, the elderly people in your church, rather. Um, get, ask for their phone numbers from, from, from the church. And if it's possible, get them and then try to call them and see how they're doing. Because by doing that, you know, you're also helping them, their spirits to to be uplifted at this time. And I believe that's what God would want us to do. I would Um, say, go on. No, go on, go on. I would say, um, don't be afraid to reach out for help. Like, if you're struggling, then... There's always someone who's willing to listen. There's always someone who's willing to encourage you. And, there's, you know, sometimes things can feel bad. People are losing their jobs. People are losing their family and friends. And it's a serious situation. It's a serious time. So I would say that if you are in, like, if you've fallen into a dark place, if you are really struggling and you don't know what to do, please don't be afraid to just reach out to someone and ask for help there is no shame in that there is no harm in that so please 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 do that um i think from um from my perspective i think it'd be a good time to ref- just to reflect um reflections it's been a good thing for me because it's made me think about if i'm living right if i'm been doing the right things um if church is going the right way it should be going um so this is the time i'd say it's, it's, it's good good time to sit down and reflect um and things so when this this drama passes you are ready to go you know you've got these plans you know what needs to be fixed you know what you should be doing so, so you can run away and just do what you need to do man um so yeah reflection um, I would probably echo what Adam mentioned earlier about the gratitude journal. Because um, if you've never had a chance to test God before, now's the perfect chance. So I'd say every day document something that you're absolutely you're grateful for, something that God's brought your way. And every day ask God to reveal himself to you. Because um, I really, I really do. It felt like a cliche all the many times before, but it really does feel like God's coming is just around the corner. So mm-hmm. I think we should just use this as an opportunity to, see who God is and properly know him so we can be ready for when he comes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing I've mentioned and is that I think it's important for all of us 
to obviously know what's happening in the world and know what's happening in our country and you know the, the new changes but we don't need to be listening or watching the news all day mm. um, and you know reading all the the headlines all the time i think it's it's healthy for our mind to give us a break at certain times of the day or sometimes even a day like uh, there was one day last week where i just said i'm not i'm not look, checking the news at all today because it'll probably be worse tomorrow than it was today and be worse the next day than it is tomorrow so i'll just pick up in two days time um and just having that break mentally for me from like checking or seeing was you know it was good to have that 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 headspace, so to speak, of just kind of disconnecting just a little bit um, from the constant, sometimes temptation, just to always be watching and, and looking at the the current developments um, that are going on. Mute the family WhatsApp friends. Mute it. <laughs> <laughs> It's, well, there's truth to that. I think sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes Sabbath can be the worst day for WhatsApp. And, mm. and, and, and not, all the, not all the WhatsApps that are getting forward are of a spiritual nature. They just, and not just, just stuff, just, you know? All angles, all angles. <laughs> it's wild, man. It's wild. <laughs> but actually, actually, I think that's, for me, uh, a family calling my family and having a group call with them has been one of the good things as well yeah, yeah. Mm. I would, i'd recommend that as well get a zoom account have a group family call joke around pray together laugh together yeah, i think that's good yeah mm. all right guys well thank you guys for being here and sharing uh, your experience and sharing some tips uh, professionally spiritually and and personally with with those who are listening in and those who will watch afterwards much much appreciate it um before we close i think we should have a, a couple of prayers there are people that we know at this time that are going through really hard times um some of them we know about and some of them obviously we don't know but i think we should continue to remember our our friends and families in prayer and uh and uh, each one of our you know our church families as well, and people that are used to seeing each other. Remember the introverts, but especially the extroverts uh, <laughs> who are finding it difficult. So let's bow heads for prayer. If I, I'll ask uh, two of you can pray, and then, um, then we'll bring it to a close. All right, I'll start. Heavenly Father, we come before you and we thank you for this opportunity that you've given us uh, to uh, talk and to uh, discuss the issues about uh, being in isolation I pray Heavenly Father that even as we leave this call Lord that you may help us to be um, to be people of integrity as we are in isolation for those who are watching and for those who are, are participating Lord I pray for those people who are affected at this time uh, some people in our in our communities in our families in our churches uh, who have been uh, directly affected and some lord who are in the hospitals at this time lord i pray that lord you may put your hand of healing on them lord and let it be your will lord not our will that that gets done in this and i pray lord for for those lord who are also affected by anxiety who are curious about where this will be going lord i ask you lord that you may help them to calm down and to 
trust in you 100% and know that you are in control at this time. And Lord, if there's anything else that we may have said, Lord, that is against you, we ask for forgiveness. I pray all these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for all that you are doing for us, even now behind the scenes, things that we can't see. We thank you for the opportunity for us to meet in this way. Um, and we pray that those who have been watching um, and that those who will watch will be encouraged and inspired by, by tonight's meeting. Um, Father, we want to ask you to help us to utilize this time that you have given us this unexpected, unusual time um, to do something that will help us to grow in you, that will help us to grow um, personally and um, help us to come out of, of this period of isolation um, as better than we went in. We pray um, for, for those essential and key workers who are working, those who are song heroes, like our NHS staff and our doctors and our nurses who are on the front line um, saving lives and um, bringing comfort to those who are ill. We, we ask that you will give them strength, that you will give them energy, that you will um, protect their health. And we ask, Father, um, that you will also be with those who sometimes are behind the scenes and we often forget forget about we ask that you will do the same for them also lord um father we pray that you will um you will help us to listen carefully to um what your spirit says to us so that when you do put something on our heart to do during this time you do put a person on our heart to call or um you know, you give us something that you, you whisper something to us that you, you desire us to do for someone else, that we will be um, receptive and that our hearts will be open and um, ready to receive the opportunities that you place before us. Um, we pray, Father, that you will speak to us, that you will be with us and that you will help us to trust you more and that you will give us the grace to trust you more. And we thank you for all that you are doing and all that you will do. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys and goodbye. Bye. See you later. Bye.